It's Friday, June 15th. This is Movie Press and another busy week of news. Ewan McGregor goes to sleep, Batfleck booted, and one rachnophobia plus the box office. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks. Meet the movie press. It seems there is never a quiet week uh, in the world of Hollywood right now. The news is coming thick and fast. It's Friday, June 15th. I'm Simon Thompson. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at ShowbizSimon. And you can see my work in numerous places, including Forbes, Reuters, E, the BBC, Sci-Fi Now magazine. I'm running out of places to fire me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically um so i'm gonna have to start my own website and fire myself uh okay scott and uh dimitri you are here with me again who are you and where can we find you dimitri hey there everybody uh my name is dimitri panos you yep. can support me at dmovies1701 and i am part of the popcorn talk network uh well thank you for having me here on meet the movie press but i also do anatomy of a movie what are you covering this week this week we are going to do hereditary and oceans eight two great fans Family movies. A fantastic family movie. It's a great family movie. Yeah, great. Yeah, happy go lucky stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And uh, Scott, who are you? Where can we find you? Hi there. I am Scott Menzel. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at the other Scott M. I also run WeLiveEntertainment.com, and I do a show on Black Hollywood Live with Carla Renata called Black Tomatoes, where we talk about movies. So this week we're talking about the Incredibles, like everyone else, and we will be doing a little bit on the show today. Awesome, we are. Let's talk about box office in a bit. Obviously, the huge movie yes. this weekend is going to be Incredibles too. That's going to be one of the things we'll talk about. But first of all, let's talk about Ewan McGregor. Um, he's going to star in the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. Obviously, a book that Stephen King wrote when the original Shining movie came out. Stanley Kubrick directed it. Uh, Stephen King was not a fan. Um, a lot of people have been waiting for the story of Danny to continue, which is basically the crux of Doctor Sleep and that's who you McGregor is going to play uh, some interesting reactions to casting this week when you saw this drop sort of you know early to middle week what did what did you guys think Scott first of all oh I just I think you and McGregor is an amazing actor mm. and I think he's someone who could pretty much fit into any role so I was excited about this casting yeah I, I mean when he really wants to be good he could be fucking good and he's kind of lacked for me a little bit of a platform yeah. for that for a little yes. while he's done some really good movies like beginners was really good a few years ago but a lot of the movies just haven't gained the audience so for me i'm like it's finally giving him the platform that that he really deserves oh and especially oh. right after uh the it. goodbye christopher for robin movie or whatever it's called yeah the christopher right. robin right. Movie that's the first that's one in years yeah. that's really given him yeah. that that yeah. you know above the line yeah and steven credit. you know and this this guy stephen king if he keeps at it uh, he can have a career so he's very much the the it thing yeah. right now <laughs> so yeah that was a good one. Thank you, thank you. Um, there are plenty more puns coming. Uh, uh, you're punny. I, I think number one, I read the book. And oh. I was a fan of the book. Okay. I, I think it's really, I think it's really solid because it does take it where Danny is an adult now. Yeah. Um, as soon as I read that he was cast as Danny, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. It's fine. I'm glad they're making. I'm glad that they're making this movie, and obviously they're going to uh, heap off of the large. Uh, 
success that it had. Yeah. And when you're able to tie this into The Shining, and uh, I'm sure they'll do a really well, uh, a really good job. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there are a lot of Stephen King books that that have been um, adapted and have not necessarily been handled uh, particularly well. We still see that today. Dark Tower was was a you know a real fumbled ball. Um, but but it has new life. But it has new, new life. life. It yeah, does. they're talking about doing it into a TV show. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think to be honest, with you, I think. I mean, that always, to me, I mean, originally when the movie was sort of, you know, first mentioned, I thought it was going to be really good as a, as a big too. screen adventure. But just because of the serialization and the way that story unfolds, that does fit much better on TV. Yes. Having said that, some of Stephen King's stories have gone to TV and they haven't been handled particularly well. To me, no. I, my favorite Stephen King adaptation is um, The Mist. Oh, oh yeah, really? Love the mist. I love the mist. I love the mist. And I love the song. Like you know which one I like that didn't get much love? Thinner. So, yeah, I know. That got really overlooked. I yeah. think that was at a time where it was yeah. really cool to hate on Stephen King right, adaptations right. because there had been a few stinkers and that was kind of in vogue. He was. It was tough in the 80s because he was on TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. TV and yeah. he was uh it, like yeah. his, his his things were on TV. Yeah, he was I mean, everywhere. He, he was everywhere like the stand. Um even it it, it yeah. was a mega mini series, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he was breaking in his 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 property with Brian De Palma doing Carrie uh, mm-hmm. Which I love, Carrie. Yeah, I think, oh, you know, Carrie is one of amazing. my favorites. Yep. I think another under the remake was one. actually pretty good, to be honest. I, with I you. liked it too. The one with I, Chloe. Yeah, 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 I actually enjoyed that one as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoy things. Uh, I like that uh, others don't. Christine, <laughs> I enjoyed Christine. That's okay. Yeah, no, I enjoyed Christine. Christine, yeah, yeah. Oh, Christine by oh, John yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it had really good talent in there. Yeah. Um, he. He was very popular in the 80s because of the miniseries. Yeah. And people were able to watch things like The Stand, which played great as a miniseries, right? 100%. So now this this amazing resurgence has come back to him, especially with it. And I think with Dr. Sleep, with the right marketing, um, you'll make it work. Like, try not to say it's too much of a sequel from The Stand because it's been how many years? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, too. I I think if they market it too much like that, they can lose it. You know, yeah. it it was one of the things about Ready Player One. I, I mean, it's just a spoiler at this point. But, you know, one <laughs> of the scenes that they talked about, there's the Shining sequence mm. in that movie. And I feel like every movie buff, that was what they went to see that movie for. Like, everyone was like, you have to see this movie because of this sequence. Yeah. And, I mean, the movie did okay, but I, I think it did really well overseas. And that's not yeah. because of the Shining sequence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, John Harrison is saying in the chat, um, this won't be anything as surreal as Kubrick's Shining, but I, he likes the casting. Uh, and hoping for the best. Um, that would that's really really cool. Yeah. John then saying uh, the mist has a great twist. The mist, I think, to me, it was when it came out in the US, it didn't do well, and then it came out in the UK, and it was it was almost like a it was almost hidden like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah. You know, it was really treated so badly, and I then discovered that um, on home entertainment, and yeah. I absolutely love that. And I actually introduced the black and white version of that movie. There's a two disc 
You can get it in the colour and you can get it. In, they did a, a did it again in black and white. Um, and Brian Fuller, um, who obviously behind things like uh, Hamilton, uh, not Hamilton, uh, Hannibal and things. Like, he was not Star behind Trek. Hamilton. That was very much not Hamilton. Uh, Hannibal and obviously he was you know part of the original sort of setup for Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I actually introduced that to, to Brian. Uh, he'd never seen it in black and white. And he sent me a, an email to thank me. For for because how much how awesome that is in black well, and white. Maybe I will rewatch and revisit because I think of, it's uh, yeah I think it it's would... worth revisiting. I think other ones Pet Cemetery is very dark, which again uh, is being remade. Yeah, I know. Which yeah, is great but with that one's so comments. cheesy and it does not hold oh, up. Yeah. I don't know. I just actually recently did, did, saw did it you again. Feel that way? I didn't feel uh, it. At I all. recently I watched the sequel with uh, yeah. with Edward Furlong. Yeah. Uh, uh, it came on uh, cable. I think mm-hmm. I was. I was just finishing off a bottle of wine and I was just about to go to bed and I was like, this looks fucking awful. Uh, and yeah. it is. Yeah. It's even worse than I remembered it. Yeah. So it's terrible. I, really I terrible. don't mind Pet Cemetery. Um, what was the other one? Cujo. Uh, Cujo's Cujo not too bad. Actually, it hasn't aged well, though. I, no. Again, it's been on cable. I yeah. just actually watched it again and there's a really great performance by um, uh, E.T. Mom. I uh, can't think of her name right now. I've, the now you've UK. said that I've totally blanked on her name as <laughs> you're well. welcome god damn <laughs> so, it but yeah when you look at what they were trying to attempt I mean his stuff is dark yeah and I felt that the at least in Pet Cemetery, that movie was that movie's dark it's I mean it was a dark book and I was I, I'm watching it going I'm amazed that they even tried to make this as a movie it'll be interesting to see what they do uh with with uh with this remake. 100% agreed. Uh, John Harrison saying, uh, Frank Darabont directed The Miss, Thomas Jane's best performance ever. Absolutely agree. And Zeno Hour, oh, I love this. Zeno bringing it home. <laughs> a, a game again. Uh, imagine David Fincher directing a Salem's Lot movie. Oh, mm-hmm. I can see that. I'm, I'm literally going yeah. to the AMC now. Yeah. To, oh, to line yeah. up for that. And he hasn't yeah. even signed up for it. That's, that's a really good idea. Gold yeah, star so, for that yeah. shit. Yeah, and that was a great miniseries, David Soul. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> yeah, really good. I actually recently rebought that on um, on Blu-ray because I hadn't seen Did it for really? so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, my wife's away next weekend, so I think I'm going to stick a couple of movies on um, in between work that I've that I've got on. But you uh, got time for that? Oh, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make time for that. I've got. I'm, I'm doing Ant Man and the Wasp stuff next next weekend, which I'm super psyched about. Well, but yeah, for you. yeah. Uh, okay. So let's move. Let's move on. I just wanted to drop that in there. Uh, uh, let's move on to uh, the question: Is Matt Reeves rebooting the Batman without Ben Affleck? Question mark. Um, <laughs> Hasn't this been speculation for it like has the been last speculation like, for months, the longest yeah, ever time since he got yeah. Justice League came out after Justice League came out. Well, and they said he's not directing Batman. And he was like, fine, I'll just stay with the character. It resurfaced um, again this week. Um, To me, I've never been attached to Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, I I think he's done, you know, a decent job. Um, He's just never really, for me, given me that connection that pretty much everyone apart from Clooney and Kilmer have done (laughs) with with that character those guys i mean they they did a you know decent enough job but it wasn't the same as say you know michael keaton's batman or no. christian bale's batman no. um adam west's batman adam west's adam batman West. if if affleck left i that wouldn't affect me the only thing is is obviously then it will be a little bit weird if they do continue to do things like justice league and ensemble movies i think it would be weird for him to leave at this point because he just got started with this character 
but also he's kind of on a downward slump right now. Yeah. In terms of his career. I mean, his first two directorial movies were mm-hmm. really well received. Yeah. And then the Mafia one that came out two years ago. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Do you remember? It was like um, something the night. last night or yeah, the last like good night or the long, it, the long night. That, it was that one just didn't era. wow anyone, I feel yeah. like. And, I, and I'm usually very forgiven on movies like that. And I yeah. thought it was just forgettable stuff. Like I can't even remember the title. None of us can. So there you go. It's been on cable a lot and it has yeah. a really great Because I can remember the, the other ones. 30 minutes. Town and Argo. Yeah. But he's really been like on a downward well, slump. Yeah. You also forgot about uh, Gone Baby Gone. That's right. Oh, yes. Gone Baby yeah. Gone. You forgot yeah. Gone Baby Gone, The Town, and then Argo. Yeah. yeah, live but by night. Live, is the, there, is the you one. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. By night was um, not. Yeah, and that's sort of you know when, when to your point. That's yeah. sort of when things. It was live by night, and then definitely after Batman v Superman. Uh, but he nobody also had, credited him for like everybody liked him. In fact, in Batman v yes. Superman, if my memory serves, yeah. they did say they liked him as Batman. Everyone I preferred did. him Everyone in that to, to, to in Justice League. Absolutely. The, the performances seemed quite different. different. Yeah. Yes. In feel and tone yeah. and slightly totally disjointed. Yeah. Um, well, that's because there was two directors. That in is Justice true. League. And a lot of the Batman <laughs> stuff was filmed quite, you know, yeah. quite a far apart. So that, that, that doesn't but help. But also everyone forgets that he was going through stuff. Yeah. You know, sure. during those, those periods. I think also an element that is 100% true. And I think also w- there are great actors who sometimes when the directors are not quite right for them. Yes. There's something that doesn't quite connect. And I think when you get the right, the, 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 the talent can be doing a great job. And then if you get a great director to come with it, they bring something else out, which right. really cements it. And I think right. with so many of the other Batman, you've been able to do that. You've had directors like Tim Burton and, right. and that kind of, who, who've really got it. And there's been that connection and the actors have been 100% into it. And so that it was, and you've got that 200% action. And I just think it, that for me, it just didn't. No disrespect to, to Zack Snyder or anybody, because I, there's some of Zack's work which I absolutely love, so I'm not a Snyder hater. But for me, it just hasn't gelled in the right way. And for someone like Ben, who loves Batman, he does. to not be able to deliver that that super Batman, the ultimate Batman... Something's not quite right. See, I that. thought. See, but I, I disagree. I thought in Batman versus Superman, I thought that 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 he was great in the role, mm. and that I, I I agree with you. I remember there was, if nothing else, even the people who did not like that movie were praising his performance yeah. as Batman and said that he had the potential of being the best Batman to date. And then what happened was Justice League got such mixed reviews because of all the crap that went down with yeah. that movie yes. that everyone started this rumor pool of like, oh, he's going to go away. No one wants him anymore. I think he would be foolish. I'm going to just say it. I think he would be foolish to walk away, especially with Matt Reeves. Because Matt See, Reeves I think, is I think an that, incredible I, director. That would, that would be a combination yeah. that I think yeah. could work. But for me, with, with the Zack Snyder thing, I agree that I, you know he was really good as Batman in the first one. Um, you know, but then again, I you know I I didn't really like that film. But of the two things, but people were complaining about Wonder Woman in Justice versus I'm um, sorry, Justice League as well. Yeah, yeah. but I think so. I just think that then there's the inconsistency by it's the same director, right. but it doesn't gel to right. me. There's, right. there's something in that mix that it doesn't quite isn't quite right. If it's if it's inconsistent, I don't. But I, Matt I Reeves could direct the shit out of a paper I, I bag. Just think they should give him one more. Yeah, give him another I shot. Like, there don't, you go. There don't you go. abandon there you go. ship yet. And yeah. to say that he's been on a on a sort of a, a downturn, I mean, The Accountant was a hit yes. for him. I mean, he didn't direct it, but, mm. you know, he did. People liked him in that. Um, he loves Batman. 
He has gone out on talk shows saying how he's even showed up for his kids' parties, like where he asked Warner Brothers, can I borrow the costume because I'm going to show up at a party? (laughs) So, like, he's embraced the character. In fact, I was looking forward to him directing Mm-hmm. A Batman movie. Yeah. Look, yeah. just because See, that he would have been a good idea. Yeah, yeah, just because he lived by night did what lived by night did. It's no I, like we don't throw the we baby out with the before. I, 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 <laughs> we brought this up. I think last week is like, why are people so f- unforgiving? About a person that was Clint Eastwood. Yeah, no, that was unforgiving. Yeah, no, no, unforgiving. Uh, you know, they they just don't they don't give people different chances. Sorry. No, no, it's, no you're right. It's it's, it's like. Someone could be on a roll, and then yeah. all of a sudden they fall off the bandwagon one time, and then it's like, oh, screw this guy. He sucks. Every, every I, don't get it. I, don't I don't get, get it. it. I don't get it. Every director and every actor and every yeah. producer and every writer yeah. has, has a bum note or two in right. their thing. I mean, look at, look at Francis Ford Coppola. Hello, Jack. A really good example, right. you know. Right. Um, okay, some stuff in, in the chat on this. Um, some really good points, actually. Uh, looking at recasting, um, Zias B. Lou says... Um, John Berthold, uh, Bertel, Berthold. I always get his Berenthal? name. Berenthal. Yeah, I always, yeah. I always get his name wrong. From, um, from Carl Dead. Urban, Jensen Ackles, or Army Hammer. If and when Ben Affleck leaves, some really interesting suggestions there. Um, uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah, crazy idea. Two Joker movies, two Batman movies. Let Affleck and Reeves uh, do more movies. Not a bad idea. Um, you know, I mean, I. I mean, we we touched on David Fincher earlier. I mean, I would not be adverse to someone like... And someone said, oh, whenever there's something dark and somber, Fincher's name always come up. Yeah, that is true. But I would be really interesting to see what someone like David Fincher could do with with Ooh. with Ben Affleck as Batman, would definitely have but that. Matt, Matt Reeves, I do agree, will be a, a really a really good mix. I think he's um, a solid dr- director. Then, but the other thing too that yeah. we've neglected to say that even. Within the past two weeks, there has been turmoil in the DC movie universe. And we'll mention so, some of that later on, yeah. Yeah, so this, I think, is lending yeah, fuel right, to that right, fire. Right, right, yeah. um, But I think Matt Reeves is a very capable action director. He knows 100%, storytelling. 100%. You know, Ben Affleck is still good regardless of, you know, his right. personal issues that he's had. Zeno Hour saying, um, I'm very fatigued about the Batfleck saga. If he stays, great. If he leaves, there are plenty of actors who would be great as Batman. I 100% agree. We're very we're very lucky at the moment. There are many people who yes. could, could fill those shoes. They wouldn't have to struggle and it wouldn't be a last minute casting and they don't even have to stunt cast you know which which is great uh let's stick with uh, dc for a second because obviously we found out this week and we discussed this on the show quite recently about the the wonder woman sequel and what the title's going to be uh you might remember uh, about two or three weeks ago uh, i think it was you and i were discussing about yeah. the fact that a load of domain names had been registered by warner brothers for possible names for uh, for the movie including wonder woman cheetah and blah 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 etc etc and lots of 80s dates we found out this week that it's uh, wonder woman 84 um, which is uh, which is means it's going to be set in the eighties. So we we kind of knew that that was going to be um, a possibility, and we found out this week that Steve Trevor is going to be coming back. Uh, so uh, Chris Pine uh, is on Chris duty, um, coming back as Steve Trevor. Who spoiler if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, supposedly <laughs> died at the end of the first one. Uh, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, I just fucked that up for you. Sorry, but you've had like year, eighteen two months, years. Yeah. almost yeah. two years. So you know, <laughs> now they um, a full year today. I think it's like certainly a full, a full year, year. June first. Yeah, yeah, almost a full, full year. year. So that's that's on you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm 
I liked, and there was debate about this week. I liked Steve Trevor. I like, I, you know, I, I, I like the character. Too. I think he added something. But and I'm very, I, I'm confused as to why he's still there. <laughs> but I'm also very interested in how he, how he is going to be there. Well. Wonder well, Woman. Well, I'll tell you. Wonder there's Woman, a Wonder Woman correspondent. She, she, yeah, yeah. She builds a time machine. Of course, she does him, to bring him back. Oh, there she you does. Go. That's, That's how she flew around yeah, the yeah. Earth in the yeah. invisible plane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how she did it. <laughs> she, Counterclockwise. She, she, she built a time machine. No. She, she went to Marty McFly. She said, "You know what? Are we sure, <laughs> are we sure it's not? Can you stop trying to finger bang your mum? Yeah, Can you? Just nice. for five minutes. Isn't that nice? Um, geez, that puts a whole new. God, don't make me disgusted of a movie that Sorry. I love. Oh God, um, but he doesn't. Could he be a junior? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's, should be. It's, you know, I know that the casting of Chris Pine. I know that you can't keep that under wraps, okay? right? Yeah. So, but it would have been nice. I mean. We are in an age where we have to have information now. We, we have to have information yeah, yeah. now. And then we get the information and we blab all about it. And then a week before the movie, it's like, don't spoil the movie for me. Ash- well, you've had a- hey, 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 hey. Ashley, my wife said it's his grandson. It could be. Could I be. Mean, that, that would make sense timeline-wise. Uh, Zayas in the chat saying uh, there are so many rumors about Trevor being Manhunter, Hawkman, uh, Phantom Stranger, or Spectre. Um, they're all theories. There are so many theories. I just don't want so to know. So many theories. I, I, just, I don't, I I don't want to know. I want to get why, in there yeah, and find out what Why doesn't anyone want to be surprised anymore? They don't. And then when they don't get what they think it should be, <laughs> do, then do they you know, get Do you know what? That's, that's not true. I mean, I always want to be surprised well, by movies, but I wake up and, every and, single and day and I'm fucking surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's, what, did you awaken? Every single. Do you know, some days, yes. Okay, so yeah, so so interesting. We know the name of title of Wonder Woman now. I mean, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. Yes. Um, it was a great superhero movie, and to me, it's the best one that I think DC have done, you right. know, just above Man of Steel, uh, which, you know, oh, that's got its haters, but I, I really <laughs> love that movie. You know, I, I saw it twice. Did I um, miss 81 of those movies? If we're at 84? Yeah, yes, you've got a little bit of catch. You can binge I actually fine. like that title. I, I sort of like Wonder Woman 84. I, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely, I was a little bit like, I don't know, I'm not so sure about it, but I, I do quite like and it. And we need a Linda Carter cameo now. Linda Carter could turn up in anything, and I would be absolutely delighted. When I was a kid, um, how can I say, she awakened me um, as a young man. Um, watching Wonder Woman. I just want to see that invisible fucking plane back. That was any yeoman in Star Trek for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> or, or, yeah, in the original. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Um, okay, there was, a, there was a story that did the rounds um, last weekend, which, which was actually quite uh, hilarious. I'm amazed people fell for it. Um, the rumors of Back to the Future 4. Um, somebody has created a, a couple of years ago a fake Michael J. Fox account. Uh, and basically, because it was his birthday a few days ago, Put that uh, they've been filming Back to the Future Four. Original cast are coming back. Um, it's almost done, and this this fake Michael J. Fox account was going to be announcing the release date. Uh, so many people fell for this. Um, I kind of took it upon myself, and the, and the Back to the Future account they also did this. It's okay, no, this is this is bullshit. And then this person was saying that Kendrick Lamar was involved in the movie, and <laughs> some unknown rapper who I think was basically the guy that set up the whole Michael J. Fox thing, <laughs> which is playing the long game, to be honest with you. That is God so kind of kudos to that. Yeah. But a lot of people fell for this. Um, my, my favorite letting letting someone know that Back to the Future 4 um, was actually not happening 
uh, was some guy who I think is in like Oklahoma or Kansas or somewhere. Um, when I told him that it wasn't happening, he asked me to prove who I was because I have a picture of, of me with The Rock and Kevin James. Right. So he was like, bullshit or it didn't happen. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the original picture and some other, this is what I do for a living. Um, to which he responded, <laughs> right, okay, now send me a picture of your dick. Because oh. apparently... That's what you need for verification now. So if you're wondering, if you ever get stopped by the police and they ask for your photo ID to, to prove who you are, just show them your dick. Because apparently that's a great secondary form of identification. Mm, yeah. So that's quite funny. That would um, be, be sir, seriously. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so apparently that's what you do now. Um, I'm just amazed that people fell for that story this week. We were talking about Leia Thompson and, and Back to the Future. Uh, staggering. It is uh, staggering, and it's stupid, too. I it's mean, really stupid. I mean, it's like, fuck's sake, come on. On one hand, though, it does show that there is still a lot of love and a lot of clamoring for more Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. course. Okay. And and the the movies have grown uh, with... They've they've grown with age wonderfully, I think. I mean, the the, the reviewability factor. And they've been on cable a lot. Some of them... Several formats and repertory, you know... Uh, movie theaters around the U.S. and in the U.K. They regularly show them and they sell out. And they show them, you know, in order 100%. and everything. And 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 there are great conventions that people can go to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, last summer I went to, uh, uh, I don't know, one of those outdoor theaters. Do you uh, mean next summer? To, yes. Yeah. Next summer. <laughs> uh, so at least it shows that, but there is just that that that. How can you believe that? I mean. If they're going to release, I mean, you would figure that there would be news about that, like prior to yeah. this website right, saying, right, yeah, like right. Universal or Robert Zemeckis or somebody. And and to Robert Zemeckis's credit, I'm just so happy that he's like, no, they are not going to take this from me. They're not yeah. going to reboot it. They are not going to remake it, like it, until my dying day. And so I hope he lives forever. Um, it, yeah, no, God, spoiler absolutely. alert, he won't. <laughs> he won't. Oh. Ah! Ah! Uh, John Harrison saying uh, in the chat, uh, just reboot Back to the Future 2, get Robert Downey Jr. as Doc and a new actor for Marty. No. Uh, Zaya saying, uh, Simon and Scott, will you discuss Jordan Peele pitching a live-action adaptation of the Gargoyles animated Disney series? That is coming up later in the show. That is on our list of things to talk about. So, yeah. Uh, Zeno Harris saying, the Rock as Doc, Kevin Hart as Marty. (laughs) Do you know what? That's a fucking stupid idea, but I would watch that. But I mean, don't, don't, I'm not Hollywood. Don't do it. But I, I would, I would watch a not Back no, to the Future, no. but a time travel movie with The Rock and Kevin Hart. So playing on like the idea behind Back to the Future, I would watch a movie. I don't want to see them do Back to the Future reboot or a remake or a sequel with them in it. But I think that'd be quite cool. I just love the Back to the Future movies. <laughs> okay, talking of uh, of remakes, uh, re- remakes, uh, remakes. Um, talk about this at the top of the show. Uh, usually. I'm a little bit concerned about people uh, rebooting movies that I particularly love, especially ones that are a little bit kooky. Um, James Wan um, this week uh, news that he he's um, apparently developing an arachnophobia remake at Amblin. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. This one. Tell me, Scott is going to do okay. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because why? no one fucking knows about the original besides uh, us. Do you know what? But you're, you're right. Because, like, yep. if, if and it's James Wan. If you do yep. reboots, you do B-movie reboots. You right, do right, right, that, right, 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 right. Like, don't do classic movies. No. Don't no. do movies that are well-known. No. Yep. Do the little-known. I mean, because it, it wasn't a huge hit when it came out. And 
these other movies, and in fact, I say go even farther back. Mm. Go to the 50s or the 60s. Look for these B-movies that you can recultivate and bring them into today's world. Yep. I got no problem with arachnophobia. No. That was... Uh, it's a great wasn't movie. It, wasn't it Frank Marshall who directed that movie? Uh, I think it I was. Think, yeah, I think it could have been like yeah. his first... Direct. It could have been his directorial debut. I'm I, not entirely sure. I, I remember when that movie came out and nobody that I knew wanted to go and no. see it. It was like the same with The Rocketeer. Nobody wanted to go and no. see The Rocketeer. And there's two movies the that I absolutely love. I fucking love The you Rocketeer. I, oh, yeah. I'm not kidding about this. Uh, back in Boston, uh, I worked for a radio station and we yeah. did uh, promotions uh, with, with ad agencies. And I actually... Went to New England or Boston movie theaters as the Rocketeer. Wow. Yeah, sort of fun. But I remember when Arachnophobia came out, and um, yeah, I went to a screening of it, and everybody was like squirming in their seats. Don't put your foot in that slipper. Stuff like that. It's the movie worked. Um, it did work. It was Frank Marshall who directed. Uh, it came out July eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Kind of got swallowed up a little bit by uh, by the summer. Uh, made for thirty one. Only made fifty three point two. Not a not a, a monster hit, a monster hit. Um, <laughs> oh God! Um, but yeah, I mean, it did. I mean, it obviously wiped its face, but it wasn't exactly a, a huge hit. But I, I actually, the Warlock was in it. A lot of my nephews um, who love movies, um, especially uh, the, the middle one. Um, he, I, I bought him a load of movies for the holidays last year. Movies sort of from the eighties and nineties and early two thousands that you know, not necessarily like oh, Citizen Kane. Um, but here are movies that I think you should be aware of, sort of culturally. Um, and Arachnophobia is one of those. Unfortunately, I forgot that he's terrified of spiders. Oh. So he hasn't watched it yet. Um, but no, I mean, Arachnophobia is a, a great movie. I mean, I really think that even when it came out, it deserved a lot more love than it got. Um, and I think it, I think James Wan would do a really nice, make it a really nice PG-13, yes. just scary enough, but not too scary, but still enough to give you the willies. Get John Goodman to come back. That was going to be my next thing. John oh. Goodman back or John Goodman not back? Back. 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 Yeah, 100%. Back. What's he got to do What's now? Do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, too soon? Too soon? Uh, yeah, so, so I, I, was, I was genuinely psyched he with that. He came back from the dead came there. Yeah. Let's, yeah, that is true. That's true. Um, okay, let's uh, rattle through a few other stories because we've got a lot to get through today. We were talking about DC earlier. Um, we understand now that Green Lantern Corps, um, the movie is going to be written directed by Jeff Johns, um, who also, it was announced this week, is stepping down as the DC Entertainment president to set up his own production company, which is going to make, by the looks of it, Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern was a horrible, horrible movie. Oh, it was... Terrible movie. Atrocious. Um, I remember doing the junket for that in London. Um, I sat down with Mark Strong, and I sat down with Ryan, and everybody was... Everybody knew what it was. It was not a good movie. Um, it still did okay box office. It's okay. It didn't do disgusting box office. Um... I'm I'm really up for revisiting that, but I want to I want to see them do something interesting with it, um, and I think Jeff is possibly the guy to do that. You don't think so? I, I why do you why do you think don't. not? For comic books, mm. the man is a genius, right. and I will go so far as because of him, he really kept Green Lantern modern, current, and. And, and amazing, and it's when I started reading Green Lantern yeah. with a regularity because, well, I had some friends go, you'd like this, it's science fiction, and it really is. And I totally got into these amazing 
fantastical science fiction stories and they were adventures and they were they were fantastic and they were all helmed by Jeff Johns. Once he came to DC, I think he learned a lot like movie movie making, movie storytelling is a lot different than 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 comic book storytelling. Yeah. And I don't think he has a I don't think he has a good handle on movie storytelling to be honest with you because he did write if I am correct we can look it up but he did have a hand in that green lantern and no one was more surprised because I was looking forward to that movie yeah and I felt that Ryan Reynolds would have been was was perfect for that role yep I didn't just like him in the role I just thought the film was terrible the movie was off the rails and I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure he's up for the task. Some chat he's, on this. Oh, uh, yes, go but on. he's in. Um, he's he's done work on Justice League. He's done work now on Aquaman. He's doing the screenplay for Wonder Woman. Aquaman, which looks great, and Wonder yeah. Woman, which was great. Yeah. No. 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 This new Wonder Woman, 1984. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's he's part of this. So he's he's his hand is heavily in the DC universe right now, and I think if these two movies are hits, which Aquaman, I, I think, is really going to be a surprise this, this year. At the end of the year, they moved up the release date. I think it's going to be big. And needless to say, Wonder Woman 2 is going to be. Oh, 100%. Sky Patterson uh, just uh, reaffirming some details. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff Johns co-writing and producing yes. Green Lantern. No director, cast, or crew being attached. That's absolutely correct. Yep. Um, okay, uh, a couple of other things on this. Xeno Hour saying, reboot Hudson Hawk, damn it. Yes! Absolutely. Um, but are you going to find a better matchup than, than Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello? No. no. I, I love that movie. I would, I would literally watch that in an empty theatre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ashley Menzel is in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to keep this family. Uh, I want to see a remake of Carnival of Souls. I like Ashley. It's a fucking good idea. Yeah. I love that. I want to see, see a remake of Freaks. I love that movie. That's some shit. Fucked up. Um, uh, John Harrison, speaking of James Wan, Aquaman still looks amazing. Absolutely. John saying again, War of the Worlds is all right. The first hour is very intense. Uh, Zeno saying, should they reboot Cobra? Um, Uh, Could be something interesting in today's environment. I'll be up for that. Uh, And Sarah Brockle, or someone claiming to be Sarah Brockle, is in the (laughs) chat saying, Green Lantern is a classic. Uh, Come on, lol. Uh, Good to see Martin Campbell. Uh, the director of Green Lantern, right. um, in the chat this morning. Um, or Sarah, as he apparently also likes to be known. I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks, Sarah, for contributing to that. Look, you know, there are sometimes um, yeah. people like movies that we don't like, and that this is something that, that gets me all the time, and there's a lot of this around at the moment. Let's touch on this very, very quickly. Um, if you like a movie and someone else doesn't like a movie, yes. or you don't like a movie and someone else likes a movie, <laughs> that's totally fine. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. If if it is. if you love a franchise and you don't like a movie in that franchise, it doesn't mean you should send threats to the director or the <laughs> cast of that movie. Certainly fine. You don't own this. No. Unless you're putting money into these things, you don't own them. You love them. You have an affinity to them. You don't own them. Be nice. Be nice. But yeah. the it's totally fine. Is the other thing that's great. There's about no right and wrong. There isn't. Well, there is. I'm from right. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, no, sometimes no. there is. You know, if, if, no. if we like it, then it's right. But oh, yeah. I'm just no, kidding. But, but the other great thing with movies is, though, like I can recognize a bad movie, but still like it. Like, 100%. and I will call it. I'll, and I will call. Like, I'm a big Star Trek fan, right? So there is no way in hell that I can go out and say Star Trek: The Final Frontier is a good movie. Mm. It's not, 
but like as a it. guilty pleasure yeah. and as a and and I can find some humor in it and the line well, what does god need with a starship it's great stuff i mean i can recognize when it's a bad yeah. movie and i can say look i know this is a bad movie i know people don't like it but for me like sucker punch Oh, Sucker I like, Punch is I like, not a I like good Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch isn't, yeah. isn't a good movie. No. It got vilified. Yeah. But I watch it be, just because. I mean, it's... It's, it's totally fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally but, but fine. I will say, this is not a good movie, but it's a guilty pleasure for me. I... I I enjoy watching. But also, nobody's making you go to see franchise movies if you're just... It's like, no. I, so many times I got burned by Transformers. So do you know what? With the last one, I just didn't go. Right. I just didn't watch it. A lot of people didn't either. uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that is true. (laughs) But it's kind of like the audiences didn't go. Right. I got invited to previous screenings. I didn't go. Do you know it's on Amazon Prime? I could watch it for nothing. Nope. I haven't watched it. See, and and there I will point out. But you know, I've, had, I've had, but I've had a good time with the Transformers. Yes. No, did you really? I swear. Oh, yeah. okay. I, and like, and, and I know, and I, again, I am not. But Bumblebee like, I don't want great. to defend. It does. That's what I'm saying. That looks great. So I'm coming back for that one. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but I, Bumblebee looks good, and I'm not defending the Transformer movies. They, they 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 make my brain hurt. Yeah. But that's why I've had like a good time with them? watching right. that. Right. Like I know that I'm going in there. And it's just going to twist my head around, and it'll be some existential experience. And and you know, I you know, I've never heard a Transformers movie being descri- <laughs> being described as a as a oh, as that. That's because you haven't you haven't watched it with the right audience. Oh, like, yeah. my hair I think hurts I have. when I walk out of there. I mean, I get <laughs> okay. dizzy. I, lo- I lose a sense of smell. I watched it when I watched them. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I, I? No, I mean, I there's something that I I lose when I watch the Transformers movies, and that's the will to live. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's fine. But I'm very happy that you like. I saw it's, the last one. I, funny story. I, and I don't usually. Ta- I don't usually text her. I'm not usually on my phone. But I went to see it at a little theater in uh, Sherman Oaks, the Pacific one by the Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because nobody goes to that theater and they have a balcony. So mm-hmm. during that entire movie, I just like sat in the back row on my phone, and I just kept like texting and tweeting during it because I just didn't fucking care. There you I, go. Just, that's, that's that's my love. That's good. Good yeah. uh, Let's talk about some uh, quick casting stuff because we've still got a lot to get through. Uh, Jackie Chan and John Cena are teaming up for Project X. Uh, Cena is replacing Sly Stallone on that. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm I'm up for this. Is this the remake of the Matthew Broderick movie in the Monkey? It is. Not, it is <laughs> not. <laughs> but now I want that. I'd be yeah, up for that. Uh, That's a great Matthew Broderick movie. show is bad influence on the industry. Like, I want that. Keep remaking things. You're going to a bad movie. It's, a, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, well, it's a good movie. Remake it. Yeah. Now. Uh, they should remake Space Camp. Space Camp. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. It's a fun movie. I don't know. It's a really good re- movie. Can they remake that, though, and still have the campiness of the original? I hope so. They should just, they should have, they should do it Space Camp, where everybody in it is slightly camp, uh, yeah. and they all go to space. <laughs> that would be quite fun. It'd be like a carry-on movie from like the the nineteen fifties and sixties. You're like, oh, where are you going, Uranus? <laughs> there you go. See, that's that's at least one line of the script written. I'd, watch out seriously, for the Klingons. I would watch. I would. I would watch that movie. 
I would watch that movie. Uh. I might write that movie. Uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. Many people refer to her as many things. Whichever way you want to talk about it. Uh, Teaming up with Dwayne Johnson for the action comedy Red Notice. Good to see them back together. I am down for this. I'm very down for that. I'm a. I genuinely like her. She was not good in that comedy, the uh, the Joneses. Keeping up with the Keeping up with the Joneses. Um, I. I enjoyed that. I, but I, I thought the women that in that movie I didn't, were great, but not, not the guys. The, didn't, the, the girls not were a big great, fan though. of that movie, but I did. You know, I enjoyed her in it. Um, I, I'm a big supporter of, of her work. I love George Wonder Woman. I think she's great, yeah. um, and I think she has a really nice delivery, but it's ever so slightly deadpan. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, I do really like that about her. Um, so I think if she's d- delivering some of these funny lines in an action movie with with Dwayne Johnson, I think it'll really be good. It's for a him. good matchup. I think. It's a really good matchup. So I'm I'm super psyched for. And they can get the entertainment weekly sexiest movie couple. Oh, yeah. 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 MTV, MTV right Award, give it to them right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Comcast officially put in a 70, uh, $65 billion dollar bid uh, for, uh, for Fox this week. Uh, tops the Disney bid. Um, by some margin, yeah, yeah by quite some margin. So it's not like I'll raise you a dollar. <laughs> um, you know, this is not trading places. It's cash. It's yeah. interesting to see this. I mean, if if the Fox deal doesn't go ahead with Disney and it does go to Comcast, that it's it changes the landscape in a very different way to I think how Disney would do it. I think certainly when it comes to some of the more mature content that Fox create so the likes of deadpool and stuff like that and i think also from a from comcast obviously being part of the same family as the as the universal theme parks opens up a lot of opportunities in that area Mm. for for realizing Mm. ips um i think we could see some really interesting stuff around there i'm hoping i'm hoping that that deal goes through for for, for various reasons number one disney it, it would just be not fair I mean, there oh, would be hazards of fair. it, of it, of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people would lose jobs over it, um, and and I just don't like the idea. I think with Comcast, they'll keep the the, the, the people in play. Uh, it'll operate as it is, and they'll still be Fox, Twentieth Century Fox, yeah, Fox, right, whatever you want right. to call it. It'll still be Fox, and then at that point, what should happen? What could happen is. Much like they made the deal, uh, and they being Disney, made the deal with Sony to mm. do Spider-Man. Right? Right, right. Then they'll just make the deal with Comcast or whoever, whatever they're calling it, to, to, to get the X-Men and to get Fantastic Four in. And yeah. in this way, a lot of people don't lose jobs, like good jobs that they've been there for years. Yeah. Um, Fox continues to go on. They'll continue with Fox Searchlight. So we'll still have that. Uh, we won't. They can still make rated R movies. Mm. They don't have to be. It would be t- to me too much for Disney. Too homogenized. You own what? What you don't own enough. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Lucasfilms yeah. and most Marvel of the Marvel Studios. And, like it's like you got enough it's, guys. It, it, Pixar in animation. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's just not fair. Niche. It's like every time like one of those movies come out from a Disney studio, it's like it's so much higher at the box office than any other film yeah. and, and you know maybe jurassic world is going to be that one uh the fallen kingdom one yeah. this might be the one that's going to finally like break that yeah. you know and it did with the first one but like for the most part you look at that list i think it was like the 10 most um yeah. box o- the most successful movies at the box office yeah and i think like eight of the 10 are disney released films. right and and, and that's bullshit it, it's it's 
it's I'm happy for what Disney no, has been able too, to accomplish, but, but spread to, the wealth spread, around. This right. is a monopoly yeah. well, coming a mono- on, around. and and it's it's it, I don't find it being good for business. No, it's not at all. And I just think that that Disney has what they have. They're they're good at what they're putting out, mm. but 20th Century Fox has a history. I don't yes. necessarily want to see Die Hard go to Disney. Um, it, they How about the Alien stay, movies? But I would see I would see Die Hard going to Universal because they oh, they yeah. you know sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could see that's. Maybe. I mean, that's been fumbled so so badly that maybe franchise. Warner Brothers will step in and put in a deal. <laughs> Die Hard Universal. There you go. But, you know, I just think that. If Comcast buys them, I believe things will stay the same on the Fox lot. I yep. don't think they're going to. Yes, comp- yes, I don't think they're yes, going to move those yes. people over no. up to the valley. Yeah. Um, people, well, there's there's you know, not there's not enough room. No. So they would. I mean, right. physically, with I mean, I spend a lot of time at Universal, and I was, was there again yesterday. But they don't have the footprint no, to be able true. to to add that. So they would need to have Fox as an ancillary. You know, and they're both. They're what they call open sets. They're both basically they are they're free sets where if you are not Universal or if you're not Fox, if you want to go and film on those sets, and Warner Brothers is the same, you can hire for your company to come in and film on these lots. That's why a lot of movies that aren't Warner movies, you can see that they were filmed backstage at Warner. Right. Same with Universal. So I think that, to be honest with you, would actually offer a lot more opportunities. Well, the Fox lot's a pretty sweet lot, oh, too. Yeah, awesome. no, 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But also, Disney doesn't have that facility right. where you can do the, the backstreet scenes. It doesn't have right. the living studio element to it. Yeah. You know, the really active studio. So I think it would be it would be really... It, it, I think it, I, I also would, would prefer, out of the two, to see Comcast, because nothing against Disney. But I just think that the opportunities and the way that the landscape would become... Uh, stable, but also strengthened, I think would be really, really good. And I think there's so many opportunities with IPs and also for a lot of archive stuff that I think we could we could bring back. So, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hopefully optimistic about that. Yeah, it's, um, it will be interesting it. to see what Disney will come up with. Yeah. So they're either going to come up with a close to equal bid and then offer something else that we right, might right. know. Some incentive. We, we right. may not know that's on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting deal. I was very surprised. I mean, $65 billion. And I think Disney's was 40 to 45. Mm. They were like $20 billion more. It mm. was substantial. They made it like they're at auction and they just put yeah. in a bit to try to just knock them out. What, what, what do you think it is that's delaying this so much? Well, I, I don't think anything's really going to be delayed. I, I think it's 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 what it's what Fox. It's how much money can I make? It's money. Yeah. How yeah, much money can we get from this? Okay, Disney, come on, come on with a bid. I think the highest bidder is going to win. And I think with the deal that just came through this past week between AT and T and Time Warner. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I, I yeah. haven't seen. Jesus Christ, the merger of Sirius XM took like five years. Yeah. This was done and like once it once they said yes, it's like done. Yeah. And and that was a huge multi billion dollar deal. Yeah, and then insane. that that's what that that that's what fueled the fire to get this Disney Comcast or this yeah. Fox Comcast deal. We've got a lot Sorry. to get through. No, it's totally fine. Uh Anthony, can we get a couple more minutes on the show? 
Fantastic. Oh, you sound, <laughs> you sound so excited about that. He was enthused. Like, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's no, good. That's good. Yeah, go <laughs> okay. Right okay, cool. That's better. That's cool. Uh, okay, so let's talk about, uh, before we get to, to box office, a couple of other things that we need to talk about. Jordan Peele uh, reportedly wanting to direct a Gargoyles movie at Disney. Do you remember the cartoon? Yes, Absolutely. I do. From the 80s, yes, right? Uh, that was not huge in the UK. I absolutely loved really? it. Yeah, it, it strangely wasn't very popular um, compared to so it many other things. It wasn't popular here either. I loved it. Was, it had a... I tried to get my friends into it at the time, but they weren't up for it. Right, that it, it, it developed yes. a cult following mm-hmm. more... It wasn't like a Chippendale Rescue Rangers no. or a DuckTales. And it sold yeah. toys. Yes, right. It sold toys. Right, yeah. I'm no. I'm really I'm excited. I'm up for that. I yeah, think it'd be a really because if you don't know about gargoyles, basically they're these gargoyles that that come to life at night and they 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 keep watch and they fight crime in 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 the city of uh, it was New York, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Um, and I, it, there's so many possibilities that you could do with that. Um, and I think it's something for Disney, which is obviously excelling with superhero stuff, sure. but it kind of takes that trope of the guardian and it takes it in a slightly different direction. So it does offer that that thing to the viewer who's like might be a little bit superhero right. fatigued still keeps that that guardian element and it offers it in a different way yeah. i think it's a really really good idea and i do like the work of jordan peele oh yeah um i mean i'm very excited to see what he's putting out next he is very busy though with a number of sort of tv projects and film stuff so i don't know when or if this would see the light of day it would be but, great to reboot this from a cinematic standpoint. Yes. Uh, Disney would be able to capitalize on all of their platforms, you know, yes. especially yes. the yes. theme parks. Yes. I mean, to have gargoyles walking around the theme yes. parks. A lot of things. Uh, be huge. Merchandise, baby. Merchandise. merchandise. Can we slip it on some shites? <laughs> Spaceballs and flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, genuinely, when I saw this news, it was like, it, it, to me, it's that sweet. is as exciting, if not more exciting than, and I loved He Man, but a He Man Master of the Universe movie. <laughs> um, I'm still holding See, out for Thundercats. There, there is a guilty pleasure. But I think if you can, if, if they were able to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, now, Gargoyle Goyles was nowhere near no, the popularity no, of that, no. but you could do a, you could do a good theatrical. In uh, today's uh, world, I think it's it's worthy. Hundred percent agree. Sarah Brockle saying in, in caps, "I have ticket money for this Gargoyles movie. I have money for a collector's edition, which is great. Great, um, which is very enthusiastic." And then in not caps, Gargoyles is one of my favorite animated things ever. Sarah, we are fun fact. We only ran for three seasons. Yeah, yeah. and it was from ninety four into ninety seven. Uh, Zeno saying Gargoyles is one of the best themes ever. Yeah, John Harrison saying Lionel. Yeah, me, I want a Thundercats too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, John Harrison, Thundercats is a guilty pleasure. The animation was on point. I recently bought a load of these 80s cartoons um, on DVD. I bought real Ghostbusters. Um, I got Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, God, what else did I buy? Um, oh God. Clearance uh, rack from Target? N- no, no, it was another one on Amazon. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons was pretty expensive. Walmart. Yeah. Let's be honest. Seriously, man. but I bought a load like, of these Thundercats. I, I bought, I, I love this it. shit. Um, a load of He Man stuff. I love. No, it's great. That's no, cool. Uh, also, Thundercats is good. The pleasure of the animation is so important. Uh, yeah, I think. And, and Sky Patterson saying Jordan Peele and a live action Gargoyles film at Disney. Could be very cool and interesting, but would Disney really want it? Yes. Yeah, yes, I, think would. Would. Yes, I think they would. Yes, they would. I think they would because they're all about sure. the diversity. 
right are, now. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for where for everything that they've got that's a superhero or a, or a, a Star Wars thing. They are looking for those Christopher Robins. They're looking for those different yeah, projects that also make sure to go alongside their animation stuff. I think this would work really, really well. And the opportunities creatively could be you could then have real sets. You can have CGI gargoyles. You could do you could create physically create costumes for. It, there are so many really interesting yeah. opportunities creatively doing for that. Something different. Yeah. All right, which you're, people you're, aren't you're, doing right. You're delivering something different than a Marvel movie, different yes. than a Star yes. Wars yeah. movie. Yes, um, this is an old Disney franchise. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great, and, and Jordan Peele is someone I think is has great vision. Sure, and looks at looks at really simple things in a really different way, oh. so that it's not too far off kilter, but it's just enough to throw you off but draw you in. And I think time wise, that's comedically he, he and dramatically. He was a fan too. Yeah, yeah. obviously. So. Yeah, man. Uh, let's move towards. Uh, let's talk about trailers first of all. Sure. Uh, so trailers this week. A couple of interesting ones came out. Uh, let's start with Dumbo. All right. A lot of people got very excited. I, I don't that. know about this guy who's directing this movie because I'm not wearing a shirt that supports him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I hadn't noticed that. That's amazing. Now, if you're listening on the podcast uh, rather than watching it on YouTube, uh, you won't get it. But but Scott is wearing a Nightmare Before Christmas button-down shirt. Yeah, you're welcome, America. It's, it's pretty sweet. Where did you get that? Hot topic. You yep. see, I haven't been in hot topic for so many years because uh, <laughs> I like the, I like the fanboy stuff. I'll be honest. So I, I always get stuff. They have a cool Jurassic World shirt like this as well. Oh, and cool. I'm thinking about purchasing. Nice. Yeah, but Dumbo, uh, Tim Burton, yes. uh, doing Disney. Um, I. I really like the look of this. I mean, I refer to it this week online as uh, as the last uh, the last uh, Elephant Man. Uh, I think is what I refer to it as because it looks very much kind of the esque of the la- the the Greatest Showman. Oh my God! Yeah. So so someone one of my friends went to CinemaCon right. and they told me about this because yeah. they knew that I'm I a big that. Tim Burton fan. But they also said, Scott, you're gonna love this because it's Tim Burton meets Greatest Showman. And I'm like, No, you did not just say that. And then when I watched the trailer, I'm like. Oh my God! Yes, it is. Yeah, it was the the, the greatest show showlefant man. Yeah. I think is what I refer to it as. No, I think I'm really really nice. Like really nice casting. It looks beautiful. It does. I think it's going to be really depressing. Yeah. Don't you? Eh. you I don't think there'll be there'll be down moments, but the, I think as a Disney movie, I don't think movie, they'll take like it. Like the too... original Disney movie yeah. was really depressing, and it was hard, and it on a lot of child I, children. Sorry, well, a lot of I, children. I will say that. The trailer has an emotional beat to it. It does. Mm-hmm. And and that, to me, is what makes it a fantastic trailer. Uh, I can't wait. My, my guess is that it's going to be all over Incredibles 2. So on the big screen, it's yes. going to look yes. amazing. I right? can't wait to see it. Um, so if it has an emotional beat and center to it while you're watching it on a laptop or your phone or whatever, you can only imagine how beautiful it'll look uh, uh, on the big screen. As far as it depressing, listen, I, I get it. Tim Burton's good at that. Yes. He's good at handling that. When you look at an Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. and such, he's he's he can be good at hitting those emotional beats just right, so that even though it could be well, a little bit of a downer ending, you leave the theater feeling good. Yes, like, yes I just saw yes. something special. Dumbo could be that something special when it's released that year. And some of the sure. Disney live action movies for me have really really worked. I mean, I love Beauty and the Beast. Um, I I love uh, Maleficent. Me too. Uh, um, I really love Pete's Dragon, although it didn't do business. Uh, Cinderella, I wasn't a massive fan of, um, but this, I, I'm really, I'm really into. I'm looking forward. To I, it. I'm Scott. hoping that this is the return to form for him. 
I feel like he's Timber, again. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about yeah. Ben Affleck earlier being on that downward spiral. I, I feel like he's kind of had some some misfires. Yeah. Um. And uh, especially the the last one with Fox. I can't, I can't Ms. remember. Miss Peregrine. Yeah. Miss yeah. Peregrine was so, which did well, but yeah. it was disappointing. And I and that felt so perfect for him to direct, but something was missing. Yeah. From right. it, and it almost felt like he didn't have full control of that. Um. Maybe. Let's talk about the Grinch. Okay. Uh, animated uh, new movie uh, from the guys, Illumination, who obviously did Despicable Me, they did Minions, did Secret Life of Pets. Um, I'm not blown away by this trailer. It looks it looks kind of cute and funny, and it's coming out for the holidays. Um, so I think, you know, if I see more of it, I might be up for it. And to be honest with you, a lot of the Illumination stuff, I haven't loved the trailers, but I've loved the finished product. Uh, didn't blow me away, though. Guys? I thought it was okay. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I, it's 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 fine. I think it knows its audience. The trailer yeah. knows its audience, and I think kids are going to probably grab their iPads and watch it on repeat over and over again until it comes out. Yeah, and it's funny because we were talking about this before the showtime, and it, it's tough. I mean, they, they're going to have to hit emotional beats, right? Yes, yes. And it's it's difficult. Like when a 25-minute cartoon that was made in, what, the 60s? Yeah. Um, Boris Karloff narrating. When that hits all its emotional beats that you need for a Christmas special in 25 minutes. Yeah. And it hits it all and it's rewatched and the ratings uh, are, are fantastic every single year. It's interesting. I, I mean, not that I was blown away. I'll probably end up going seeing it. And I think that sometimes the Illumination trailers are actually end up better than the movies. Yeah, I agree. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens at this um, point. A little, tra- a, little, a little trailer that came out this week that passed a lot of people by, actually. Um, but it caught my attention. The Little Stranger. I did not see that, unfortunately. It's, um, I'm really impressed by that. It's, it's a ghost story from the director of, uh, of, of uh, Room. Um, and... Uh, it, it's got a really nice cast, um, and it's it's basically a ghost story. I mean, you need to watch the trailer to get the the idea of it. It's not entirely different to kind of similar, you know, children, ghosts kind of thing we've seen before. But right. it certainly had a a little bit of an atmosphere and a little a little sort of I'm not sure exactly what it is, but something a little bit different to it. Um, and I'm I mean, movies about ghost kids and missing kids freak me the fuck out. You know yeah. that does real that and like movies with dolls in. Like seriously, <laughs> they really make they make my ass clench. Um, but I so I'm but I'm I'm super drawn to them, um, and I think this would be really good. Did Dimitri? Did you I see it? know until you just mentioned until you had mentioned it. Um, I like the director. Yeah, I like yes, these kind yes. of stories. They can work uh, if done right. Who's releasing this movie? Um, I don't know offhand. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but, I mean, the cast is great. Donald Gleeson's in there. And, and, and he's doing really, really well right now. When you talk about a chameleon actor, mm. right? I mean, this guy can do comedy, romantic comedy. He can play a villain. He can play a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi, sci-fi, whatever. Whatever yeah. it is. He's really on a um, roll. So I'm on board with ghosts uh, and, and, and horror movies and, and ghost stories, especially for kids, mm. with kids. Yeah, it'll work. Um, another horror um, trailer that, that hit the uh, hit the, the internet this week. Um, I did not like the original movie in this series, but it's becoming a series. Unfriended, yes. Dark Web. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like the original I one? I didn't like Unfriended. Oh, I found I it really it. difficult I to watch. It. Um, and it came difficult. out kind of around. It just it was... didn't. 
it just didn't work for me. Right. Um, and there were a couple of movies that came out around the same time that, that looked really sort of tense and they looked really different. Like the Gallows was another one. Yeah. Um, and neither of those movies worked for me really at all. But I do like the idea of, of um, Unfriended Dark Web. This seemed to work for me. It's pretty much exactly the same, but it tends to work for me in a slightly different way because it adds that extra element. Do you, you liked Unfriended? Yes, I did. Okay. I, I saw it at South by Southwest. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Fuck you. Yes, I did. (laughs) Fuck you very much. Um, I just thought at the time there was something about it felt original and different. Yeah. And I liked the whole idea of everything being shot like from a computer screen perspective Mm. and just watching that. And I felt maybe for a younger generation is why they really connected with it because this is their freaking life. Yeah. And Blumhouse knows. We know, every week they I feel it. like it's going to be like a talk Blumhouse about Blumhouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they're naming like, it right they now. They know what they they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they know their audiences for every single film that they put out. Right, and and this one this is going to work. This one's a tilt, tilt. yeah, uh, a film. So and they know not to spend as much money on it, right? But they know that there's an audience for it. Yeah, yeah, and I think well, tilt was uh, was upgraded as well. Yes, it was yeah. upgraded. Yeah, and, and I think that. The, the way that the tilt deal is done, that it's it's duties are separated between universal duties. Pic- well, duties. <laughs> the, well, they are. Well, the duties yeah. are separated between universal and neon. So yes. they use the cloud of universal to to sell the picture, get the picture into theaters. Neon does a lot of the marketing materials that I believe Universal again uses their clout mm. to get the stuff up inside of theaters. I don't know. I think it would just behoove them if you're going to make uh, a tilt, just go with Neon. Neon, I think, has proven yeah. that they can release a movie. So, Talking of distributors, yeah. uh, both Sky and Ashley have said that actually Little Stranger is focus features. Thank you for that. And it's uh, Lenny Abramson uh, yeah. who was the director of, of that movie. So thanks to everybody in the chat for filling that out. Xeno, okay. uh, I was saying Unfriend was kind of dumb. Very good premise. Lackluster execution. I agree with you on that. Uh, uh, Sky saying Unfriended. Didn't see the first one, not seeing Unfriended <laughs> Dark Web. Um, I think this could be the one where a lot of people who didn't see the first movie, like the the, the Ouija uh, sequel. Yeah. We talked about a few of these before. Mm-hmm. Annabelle, um, the sequel to, to the original Annabelle, which I didn't like. I love the sequel to that. This could be one of those that gets a, a kind of a second lick of the but ice cream what, and then draws what, new people what in. What is it about it that really sells you? Because this one doesn't sell me as much. I just kind of like the idea about the, the, the dark web, bringing in that... It just has more of an essence of peril, like there is a real adversary out there, um, rather than something that's a you know more of a, a, a general right. issue. Um, and the, and also the dark web scares me, um, <laughs> so I'm kind of like that. To me, is something that's genuinely uh, you know, ha- no seriously having dealt I, with people, I, I, having yeah. dealt with people online yes, who've made yes, yes. physical and and threats to to kill me online mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of years. It is um, it's something that's kind of genuinely quite real. Right. Um, rather than someone like, oh, there's someone out there, there's a boogeyman. Um, you know, I just think it's more based in, even though clearly it's fantasy, it's based more in reality. Yes, and yes. that, to me, is more fucking terrifying than any monster or any anything else or, you know, demons. And that's cool. Talking of which, <laughs> The Nun. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. did not like The Conjuring 2 as much as I loved The Conjuring. I wasn't, I know, I know, um, I wasn't about. And I was, I thought The Nun, which was a character which was added to that movie, very last minute, um, you know, was not part of the original mix. Um, then I heard it was getting 
her own standalone movie, and I was like, Annabelle didn't turn out well. Corin Hardy's directed this. This trailer, it was only a short trailer, a mm-hmm. teaser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy some new pants for this, because it genuinely looks shit yourself um, um, tense. The, I'm the, that, that last scene of this trailer yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It, it, uh, it is amazing. Yeah, I, I fucking spilled co- it's part of it. <laughs> yeah. I spilled coffee on my computer. I was watching it in the morning, and I'm like, I'm waiting for the jump, yeah. but I was yeah. expecting the jump to come from yes, behind. The, behind. Yes. And then when it happened, I was it's like, the redirect. The old switchaboo. Are you so, look, what Juan <laughs> and company have done with this world, yes. Yes. right? Has been. I think it's. An, I they think created it's their own franchise. It's their it's dark amazing. universe. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's been very smart and fun and scary. Yep. And you know, to your point, it's very rare that a sequel mm. can be better than the original. It's very Annabelle, rare. I was not a fan of, no. but yeah. then Creation comes yes. out, and I was like, okay, how does this one work so 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 well? Yeah, and it really brought everything home. I didn't dislike Conjuring 2 as much as you did. I, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I just thought the Conjuring was so strong that when that came it out. It's hard with the, to with the, the, the thin guy, I was like, it just didn't. It felt like it was. It lost. It, for me, it wasn't it, as focused as the first one. Yeah, the, mm. the, the first one's Overstuffed. a very hard movie to. to, to that was so good. Was so Seriously. Good. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that was a film when I saw it, it in the movie theaters. I actually genuinely was like. This is fucking Came terrifying. out of nowhere. Came right. out of came nowhere. Out of somewhere, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what is in theatres uh, this weekend. Uh, let's start off with uh, with the big one. Uh, Incredibles 2, uh, previews 18.5 uh, Thursday night, which is <laughs> staggering. Um, the, the closest to that was 9.2 million. Uh, that was uh, Finding uh, Dory. Dory. Um, looking at a weekend of somewhere between 125 and 140. Dory is the top um, uh, uh, animation at the moment, 135. Five million um, for for opening weekend. I I think this is going to go 140, 150 potentially this weekend. A lot of people are super excited about this. Uh, I mean, Incredibles is not the biggest Disney Pixar movie per se as a brand, but the love for Incredibles is is huge. And it and it across the board. Yeah. So it's it's not just boys and girls yep. it's men and women mm-hmm. i mean yes. we talking this is four quadrants for animated yeah everybody and it's the also weekend, really good yeah and the it doesn't weekend just rely on that is fantastic because it's father's day this sunday mm. so mm. all right kids yeah. you know dad we're gonna take yeah. you to incredibles too so you may not see mm-hmm. that huge drop from saturday to sunday yeah um obviously with 18 million Kids are out of school. Right, I mean, right, 18 right. million is a lot of money for a Thursday night where uh, I think the shows started at 5 o'clock, yes, at least here in yeah. Southern California, which is weird because they, they usually, usually start, start at 7. seven. Mm-hmm. So you got an extra show. Uh, the movie is two hours from what I saw, yep. but I don't think that's going to impact box office no. at all. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's also a really good movie. Which which helps um, a lot. I was really impressed with it. I, I'm I'm going to be the odd man out and actually say that I thought it was mediocre. Okay, interesting. I I, I, I thought that the idea in this story was very dated. I feel like unlike Zootopia, where it was very relevant mm. and fresh and risky at the time, 
this one feels like something that should have been done about five years ago. It's interesting you say that because I was talking to, to Brad Bird. I did the junket for this for Reuters, um, and I'm going to be posting um, the re- results of some of that online later. Um, but he actually came up with this idea originally when he was doing the press tour for the first Incredibles movie Interesting. 14 years ago. So when you say it's outdated, actually, this is a 14-year-old idea. So long before this this current thing where we've been pushing women to the forefront, which quite rightly so, yes. doing the stories about strong females, this was something he was thinking about, you know, a decade and a half ago. Interesting. So that's, That makes sense. That um, and I just fits. thought that, you know, it was very much like, a Mr. Mom remake on, on some hands, you know, on, on some level, I guess you can say. Mm. And I also felt that even the villain, uh, not going to give anything away, but the villain's name is Screen Slayer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, what are we in the 90s? Like, everything about this. And now that you say that, it was all an idea from 14 years ago. It makes sense. But to me, I'm surprised that so many people are embracing it because a lot of it does feel like it's not up to date with today's world i think another reason that people are embracing this I, I and i think is the fact that there's nothing out there that is that family movie right now so people have turned their backs on solo there's not really a lot out there for that younger end of right, the market right, until right. really jurassic world sequel comes out you know, like yeah. next next friday um i just want to touch on this we were talking about the, the the screen um slayer i i was talking to brad bird and this is if any other trade outlets are, are watching you might want to use this um the uh just saying uh the the easter eggs in these disney pixar movies are Right. You know, we talked. I talked about right. that with, with Brad because they're in there. There's lots of them, um, and I said it's it's the anniversary um, this month of the release. It's kind of coincidental of Poltergeist. Craig T. Nelson was in Poltergeist, mm-hmm. and obviously, a big part of Poltergeist is flickering TV screens mm-hmm. um, and interdimensional stuff. And in this, uh, Craig T. Nelson, Jack Jack, yes. and we've seen this. This yes. is not a spoiler. It's in the trailers and stuff right. like that. Jack Jack is now able to among many powers, be interdimensional. So he's trying to tempt Jack-Jack back with a cookie, which reminded me of Poltergeist. And I said right. this to Brad Bird, and he was like, "I that is not... That is not my intention, but that makes absolute sense. So, <laughs> yeah. so Brad Bird is now saying that that is a Poltergeist reference because I told him it's completely coincidental. But to me, I was like, Craig T. Nelson, interdimensional, trying to attempt a child back through from the other side. And he was like, that makes total sense. So here's my big question for sure. you. Since Did you see it? I have not. Okay. I so my, my big question for you is <laughs> yep. if Jack-Jack was not part of this film, yep. would you feel as strongly about it? I would feel possibly less strongly about it because Jack Jack is such a really successful character in this. But I also like the villain in this. Um, and I have to say, I think the way that they flipped the roles with Craig T. Nelson but didn't do it in a really, oh, ha, 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 we've got to do this kind of way. Um, I, I, I think that would have, uh, that that the way they'd done that was was actually a really big sell. The other kids are kind of fine. I mean, the love story storyline is, yeah. is fine. Um, but I mean, really, and I, I wanted I wanted a bit more Frozone. Um, but generally, I mean, I, I really liked it. I was a little bit nervous about it. I think always when you go back, and we've seen this with, you know, Cars was fine, but Cars 2 was not great. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, Toy Story was a franchise that got stronger and stronger. Um, I, I, I I genuinely really enjoyed this. Interesting point on Frozone, and again, this came out of the, the interviews that I was doing for Reuters. Because it's taken 14 years to do this one, I, I spoke to the guys about it and said, well, you know, what if it takes 14 years? Um, Samuel L. Jackson joked with me that he has actually done so many additional takes of these things that if he's not around in 14 years, 
all, there's loads of shit in the can. Wow. So he's like, I've left them enough takes of lines so that if they wanted to, because to, he was like riffing and doing his own thing, and alternative lines they could have used, he's like, it's in a vault somewhere. And also he said that there's also, um, I said, you know, you never say motherfucker in this movie. It's one of the few movies you never say motherfucker in. And he said, oh, I said it. I said it. So somewhere there is Samuel L. Jackson as Frozone saying motherfucker. Uh, which I kind of like the idea yes. of, uh, which is sweet. Um, so, yeah, so let's move on to the other movies this weekend. Uh, Tag is the other big movie. Review this for IGN. Like this more than I thought I was going to do. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, it's not, and we, we've compared this. And you guys will probably mention this as well. Game Night, another strong comedy from, from Warner this year. It feels very different to me. I liked it more than I thought. 1.3 million previews, looking at a weekend of, of 12 to 16. I mean, this weekend is going to just be owned by Incredibles. Did you see Tag? I did. What did you did think? What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the cast chemistry is what kept this movie together. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about the ending, but I thought no. that they used something for, as a crutch that they didn't have to, that mm-hmm. they could have really focused more on on the friendship but i thought for something that 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 could be deemed as a one joke movie i thought that they did really well it was fun to see them together when we talk about we just talked about uh, what movie and we said the woman were great isla fisher yeah yeah yeah. okay keeping up with the joke yeah she was hysterical oh yeah she she was hysterical but it was also fun to see jeremy renner have a good time. Yes, yeah. I know. And 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 to see it's the best performance it, he's given in the it, longest it's time. So yeah. it's it. You know, I like the Wind River uh, a lot, but this to see him in a comedy was just like thank God, and he was able to use all of his Hawkeye yeah. training <laughs> for it. But he did it with a wink and a smile, and he looked like they and he all did had it. laughs. And he did it with two broken arms. Yeah. I know. I, mean, I couldn't believe that. Jesus Christ! I snubbed, my, stubbed my toe, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, I need two days off. Fuck. Yeah. They, they were I, all good. I, yeah. I'm with you guys. I, I was not looking forward to this movie at all, and when I saw it, I was really surprised by how entertaining it was. I love that the like you were pointing out the focus on the friendship. It really sold the movie. Yeah, and there yeah. it's an odd casting choice. Every single one of these actors in these roles. But somehow it works. And Jake Johnson, who I got to interview um, last week, pointed out that the reason why it worked is because these are guys who were, like, trying to remain friends, even though they were friends when they were 13. And they don't really have any common ground anymore besides playing tag. And that's what keeps them together, and that's why the movie works. And I agree. I agree. There was a certain... I mean, obviously, the the whole game of of tag and then playing it to being an adult, they're just genuinely... You know, we ask... speak to a lot of talents, like, oh, you look like you had fun, you know, doing this movie. (laughs) They genuinely did look like it was... They They were were playing a game, and it was fun, and this this was just also a movie. And John Hamm was great in this. I mean... Thank God that someone's found something for Hannibal to do. Yes, you know, in yes. a movie where he's not just like an ancillary role, he actually has a has a real point of being in this movie, yes. and he gets some really great moments. I mean, to be honest with you, all the male leads and, and all the women leads, they they all they all have something to do yes. in this. Yes. Um, the Wall Street Journal journalist, nah, not so much. She's kind of oh, I liked a little, her. I love a little bit. Line. I would have liked to have seen more development. I love there. that line about this is why journalism is dying or something. Right. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I liked about I liked that as the framing device. Yep. Yes, and I liked her. In fact, 
it would have been an interesting choice to have had the movie be seen more through her eyes. Mm. Yes. But I, I enjoyed that framing device. Now, when it, we talk about Game Night, again, another ensemble piece yeah. where I think, again, a cast that really gelled together. But even when you had them off doing their little their adventures, yeah. they yeah. were hysterical together. This one relied a lot on physical comedy as well, which isn't really done a lot today. And I think everybody had their moment. And again, my my one thing is is that you didn't have to rely on on a crutch that sort of kind of came out of nowhere. And um, but together, I think cast chemistry is what kept the movie going for me. And I laughed. And it delivers some summer fun and yeah. laughs. It, it, and I, this is mentioned in, in my, my review for IGN. Um, it, for me, did something that Game Night did this in a very different way, but it was an, it was taking a classic trope of a bromantic comedy relationship between men that things like The Hangover did ten years ago, nine years ago, and it just brings a really refreshing twist to it. And I think doing that in a, in a really nice way, taking those cliches and those tropes, but doing something really interesting and different with them, I think that's really good. And one thing we're lacking at the moment is is not movies aimed at men, but movies about male friendship. And for me, this this genuinely was was a really solid well, play on that. But I also think we're lacking. Like this is a, a movie that I think can talk to speak to everyone. Yeah, men, you know, yeah. male, female. The women in the screening, but they were laughing yeah. as hard, if not harder, well, than the men. Because there is one thing that I've so found, it's not a, like a sausage fest movie. Absolutely yeah. not. And one thing that I found when I walked outside of the theaters, it brought back like the nostalgicness of. I remember when I was with my close friends. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. And whatever we were playing, whether it be tag kickball or Star Trek cosplay for me. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it brought back that kind of nostalgia yeah. that I thought was very, so it had that that sweetness and heart. And that's why I think women can relate to it too, because they had girlfriends and they played yeah. whatever it was they played. Um, and they may not have those same friends anymore. The only off-putting thing for me was when I was watching this screening on the wall a lot this week, uh, there was a guy next to me who was laughing, which is great because it achieved what it needed to do, but he was laughing like salacious crumb, and it just kind of threw me <laughs> off a little bit uh, at everything, like everything like was the funniest thing ever. Um, we've, we've got to wrap this up but very, very quickly. Uh, Superfly, I've seen this, you've, you've seen this as well. Uh, it's 1.2 million, uh, 10 to 12 million for the weekend, uh, 1.2 in previews. I have to say this is one of the worst films I've seen this oh year. Oh my God, it is um, atrocious. And I mean that in no disrespect to the filmmakers. I, I just think it's horrible. horribly handled, and I think it's really poorly timed. Is this the movie that you were talking about? This is the movie that I was this talking movie about. Is it was, terrible. It was just so bad. Oh, I think it does a disservice God. to everybody. It's such, there's a lot of really good cast in here. It's a great idea. Um, and I think it just is, is, is oh, horribly oh. misconceived. It plays out just like a, a really bad, long sort of uh, video, a music video. But it just, and I think Dude. what we're trying to build up so strong are getting away from this black people are hoodlums thing. Now, I'm not saying we can't have movies with black people are hoodlums, but it just co- totally does away oh. with things. It plays into that. That thing, I, I, I just, it just was bad. It, the whole Jennifer thing was Morrison, the script. Jennifer Morrison cast as that bad cop. And, that was terrible. And, and, my, and the cop singing Riding Dirty when he was going through the car. Like I'm like, what am I watching? I couldn't. I couldn't that film couldn't end. I mean, I yes. really. It's. I mean, a lot of people in these movies they put a lot of time and effort into it, and they're very proud of the films they turn out. But I'm really sorry. For me, I know this is not aimed at me. I'm aware of that. Yes. But also, it was just, and I know people who were target audience who came out of this and were kind of like, 
That was not. No. That was not good. Jesus, I, um, feel, I bought an advance ticket for it for later. Well, tonight. I'm just. I'm so sorry. I really, it's I really, really, I really <laughs> wanted to. I really I'm wanted to like so guys. I, I really wanted to like Superfly, <laughs> but it just, it just was such a massive crushing disappointment oh my for me. God, it was so bad. So, so such a disappointment. Um, there's two movies you want to flag up very quickly. Oh, sure. Um, there's a movie called Set It Up. It's yep. on Netflix. It just streams today. It starts okay. streaming today. It's with uh, Zoe Deutsch. Yes. And uh, Glenn Powell. Um, really love this movie. Uh, female writer, female director, starring a female. Um, great romantic comedy. Yeah. Nice throwback to the 90s. Feel good oh. film. Really fun. And those two have amazing chemistry. And I hope they do more movies together. Another Zoe Deutsch movie this week opening. And we were talking about Leah Thompson earlier. Yep. Uh, she directed it. Her, her other daughter, uh, Maddie Deutsch, wrote it. And this is a family movie about a quarter-life crisis, which a lot of people in their 20s are definitely going through once they're out of college. They don't know what they're doing. And a really great story about family and trying to figure out what to do after college and Mm -hmm. what to do with your life. Uh, It's playing in 10 theaters across the United States and also on VOD. Highly recommend checking out both these movies very much so. I'm still going through my quarter-life crisis. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We didn't get to talk about the fact that Leah Thompson uh, is going to pitch a Howard the Duck uh, movie. Uh, We can talk about that next week. We'll we'll save that because I do want to talk about that. Uh, Okay, fantastic. A couple of other things I want to flag up. If you want to check out some of my work, a couple of pieces on Forbes this week. Uh, One is to do with the opening of the Kung Fu Panda um, attraction in the new DreamWorks Theatre at Universal Hollywood. You went yesterday? I went yesterday. That was really good. There's a nice little interview uh, with the guys involved in that up on there, and there's more coming on that in the next couple of weeks. Also a piece with uh, with the guys behind from Ink Factory about Hotel Artemis, talking about the fact that even though that movie didn't do particularly well, which was criminal because it's really, really good, um, that they potentially could expand that uh, universe. And I've got a really nice piece going up uh, with Doug Lyman. Uh, some interesting stuff about Tom Cruise in there, um, which is going up over the weekend. So please do check that out. Uh, guys, uh, okay, let's talk with you, Dimitri. Where can we find you and tell well, us in about just, in, in just a couple of hours, you'll be of able a movie, to find not yours. me onto... Uh... <laughs> Just generally, like boob- boobies and dicks. Boobies and dicks. Okay, where can we find you? Boobies. Um, <laughs> so I'll be... Anatomy of a movie. Uh, we'll be talking about Ocean's 8. We'll yep. be dissecting that, analyzing that, and we'll be analyzing uh, Hereafter, which that is such a polarizing horror film. I can't really wait to talk about that one in Ocean's 8 as well. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, please support me at DMovies. I couldn't get B-movies. I tried hereafter. B-movies. Uh, hereditary. Hereditary? Hereditary. Yeah. hereditary well hereafter with Matt Damon yeah we're yeah. going way <laughs> here yeah. Yeah. so hereditary on an anime movie thank you thank I you. was very confused uh, yeah. too but I'm I was sorry. like maybe was like, sorry. maybe just well, talk about a retro movie I don't yeah. know <laughs> uh, you okay. know what maybe after this I should be in the hereafter so, uh, in oh, any case at D movies at D movies 1701 hey. and Scott where can we find you alright <laughs> So, just like that Simon... That went very well, by the way. Yeah. Nobody I'm, noticed. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody Scott, where can we find you? Church. <laughs> Simon's trying to get the F out of here. He's Jesus, like, let's I'm keep going. Let's go. go. Um, we live entertainment. I, my God, I was so busy this week. Hey, I didn't like Superfly, but I had two great interviews for the movie, so you can read them there. Uh, I had a wonderful interview with uh, Leah Thompson, Zoe, Zoe Deutsch, and Maddie Deutsch, which you can also read there. Uh, Jake Johnson, John, John Hamm interview over at We Live Entertainment. I've done a lot of posting this week. Please support my postings and read my stuff. I appreciate it so much. And uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the other Scott M. 
or in Hot Topic. That's right. Sweet Astro. That's right. And it all comes around. Absolutely. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. This has been Meet the Movie Press on Friday, June the 15th. If you like the podcast, if you like the show, please tell your friends. We do this show for you. The bigger audience we have, the better. We really appreciate it. So do tell your friends. Like, subscribe and comment. We really appreciate that. We'll be back next week. Uh, Have a great week. And I don't know. Maybe go watch some movies. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe go Maybe. watch some movies. We'll Maybe. see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire...